Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And I do what I think I'm good at doing, which is going along for the ride in good projects. Seems to be what I'm getting better at. This is The Vault by Access Hollywood. We're taking you on an epic journey into the heart of Hollywood with iconic interviews and fascinating conversations from the biggest stars in the business. The Vault opens now. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the podcast here on The Vault by Access Hollywood. We are about to press play on some iconic interviews. Is that the quiet, the ambient noise, the cheering from the crowd? You guys, that's Scott Evans cheering. Because we don't actually have a studio audience. Um, I (laughs) I am Zuri Hall. And I'm Scott Evans. Uh, and this is this is The Vault. This is The Vault by Access Hollywood. Uh, today, we are heading back into our vaults to talk to the living legend, the leading man, the human rights advocate himself, George Clooney. More Indian noise. Gentle, gentle. There we go. He's got three Golden Globes, you guys. We need serious help. We should probably Wait, talk to somebody. Did you say he has three Golden Globes? Yes, yes. Three Golden Globes. Is that news? That's exciting. It's very impressive. Yeah, it's very impressive. George has been about that life. He's got two Oscars, no big deal. He is a massive director and producer. And what's craziest of all is it's really hard to believe that his career started on TV as Dr. Doug Ross. He was just TV soaping it up. You don't remember that? Dr. Dr. Ross Ross on ER. Oh, I was like, Friends? Absolutely. (laughs) Scott, excuse me, sir. If you could exit the premise... Security, security, <laughs> can we please escort Mr. You know, Evans I have out no of problems the- switching names up on people. I don't, you know. <laughs> Dr. Ross, Dr. Ross, to be fair, Ross is iconic and also very much not a doctor. Friends. We're talking about <laughs> the Ross. We're talking about George Clooney as Dr. Ross at ER. Uh, do you remember the drama, NBC drama back in the day? Day, of course. Like, the, mm-hmm. if, if there hadn't been an ER, we might have never got a Grey's Anatomy, right? Good point. Yeah, I, I, Absolutely. I remember that. Absolutely. Uh, George has obviously been killing it for so many years now. We started talking with him, Access Hollywood first chatted with him back in 2000. So we're talking two decades, a literal generation of Clooney. And at the time of recording for this upcoming uh, clip that we're going to play, he had actually left ER. He was transitioning from the small screen to the big screen. And he was talking to us about his film, The Perfect Storm. Do you remember that with Mark Wahlberg? I ain't been on a boat since I seen it. <laughs> I don't get on boats anyway. I'm just not that fancy and I can't swim. I mean, I can swim 
And oh, I, can, and but I can you? Because I thought I could swim. I learned how to swim at the Y many, many years ago. I tried to get in the water this summer and went straight to the bottom of that pool and excused myself to the living room. Well, you know, I have also seen you struggle to swim. And you're right. You are better <laughs> poolside. You are better. I am the disrespect, honestly, <laughs> truly. <laughs> We'll talk about this after. Right now, we're going to talk about George. <laughs> I'm sure he can swim because he stays on the Amalfi Coast, living his best life. This Amazing. clip is from The Perfect Storm. He was promoting the film, and we actually asked him what he thought about the film's director, Wolfgang Peterson, saying at the time that he saw George making it to the same status as those Hollywood heartthrobs of the time, like Harrison Ford, in just oh. three, I know, three to four years. Listen to this. I don't think, you know, I don't think anyone can attain Harrison Ford's status. You know, that's a guy I actually really look up to and, and like a lot. So it's, it would be, I think Harrison Ford would be, uh, you know, uh, uh, rather upset to hear something like that. Um, I think that the movie itself is the star of this. You know, I think the, the star of this is the story and the movie and Sebastian Younger, the writer. And, um, and I do what I think I'm good at doing, which is going along for the ride in good projects. It seems to be what I'm getting better at, um, which means that you don't have star status as much as you're part of the machinations, which I really enjoy. It's, it's really kind of a great way to work, you know, is to be part of, you know, an ensemble. And so I, I'm, I'm lucky enough to be able to get to do the films I want to do and not sort of, um, and not be in that sort of that ultimate upper echelon and it's been very nice actually for me i still get the offers you know i still get chances of them you can also it's kind of nice because you come in and you fly under the radar basically. yeah a little bit well you don't really i mean you yeah. know because when you're famous from television you know there's no flying under any radar everybody sort of knows you but there's a difference between being famous from television and being famous from you know movies so well, that's a heck of a compliment though i think from wolfgang. oh it's a very yeah well wolfgang you know i give him cash <laughs> pay him off every once in a while he says nice things it's so He's true, so right? charming too, a hundred percent. What I love you most blushing? about this, I am. I just, you, like, you know, I just hear his voice, and I just, I can't help but smile. He's charming, you got Scott. Essie. You got all Essie. We came out of that <laughs> clip, and you're like, I just can't. I just, I just, and I just think I just about him, and I just, I get a special feeling in my inside. <laughs> he is just the best. And what I love is hearing George Clooney talk about the upper echelons. From a distance, like it's right. so like I can't imagine that that life, that world, that phase because he has been very much a part of the A list for so long now. Mm -hmm. But it's kind of nice and refreshing to know we have this interview footage of him being like, "Oh no, I'm not a movie star though. That's something totally different." But it's really cool to hear him realize and know I ain't gonna be no Harrison Ford status. <laughs> like Harrison Ford is an icon in a totally different right. way. Right. You know what I mean? For totally different reasons. And I can appreciate that George was like, woohoo, woo, he, woo, woo. Now I right. know Harrison. Let me back you up. Let me back <laughs> let me, you let up. Me just, Stop you right in there. In case he hears this, let me just because <laughs> I remember I remember asking Harrison Ford when all of the talk about the um the Indiana Jones reboot mm -hmm. was happening. And you know, could there be someone who would actually play Indiana Jones as opposed mm -hmm. to kind of take the mantle. And I remember him, I said, who could, who could you see taking, you know, this, this, the, the baton? And he was like, 
There's only one Indiana Jones. I was like, what? You better let what? us know, Mr. Ford. <laughs> what, Mr. Ford? Yeah, what did you just ask me, sir? Let me just, uh, so you're, you're talking you to a birthday him. recently? Had a birthday? <laughs> <laughs> just move right on. Right, exactly. How do we celebrate? How do we celebrate? He said, ain't no celebrate. other. Ain't no. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> it's, it's me it, and it only is, me. It, you, you hit the nail on the head. Like he has been, I think part of, Part of the reason, the appeal is that he does just kind of ooze yeah. this um, cool fact. Yeah. Look, you're still yeah. grinning. I'm just, right. I'm looking, y'all. Y'all can't see us, but I'm looking at Scott like he is a whole George Clooney right now because <laughs> she's just imagining in my mind, I'm George just Clooney on my, my face right now. <laughs> no, and, really, and yeah, he's great. <laughs> I think he. I think he's also he hit the nail on the head because when you're famous on TV, everybody has access to you. Right. Like everyone knows, everyone knows me and Zuri. Like mm-hmm. everyone knows. <laughs> Wait, oh, we're so famous, so extremely, and it's overwhelming, honestly. And sometimes it's just way this podcast is just it's going to be the next level, and I wasn't yeah. ready for it, but but gosh. three or four years later, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, uh, George would then go on to do the, I think his first Ocean's 11. Oh my gosh. And yep. so- Then hit us like, with 12 right after that. Yes. Huge like hit. Huge, huge mm-hmm. star after that. Huge. What was interesting was that like TV to movie transition for me. And yeah. what what comes to mind is the fact that now it kind of feels like the opposite. This is a little bit of a tangent, so we'll just hit it really quickly. But um, back in the day, it was like, oh, I'm on the, the small screen and I want to get to the, is the silver screen the, the movie screen? The big screen. The big screen, big screen. Yeah. That was the end goal. But nowadays, people want to do TV. Like we saw Julia Roberts go to the small screen for the first time for the Amazon Prime show that she was doing. I think called um, Homecoming, exactly. Um, And we're seeing so many big A-listers do that. So it's interesting to hear him talk from the opposite perspective, back when the jump from TV to film was the big one that everyone was making. Well, you think about like... um... Uh, Oscar winners, mm-hmm. you know, you've got um, Viola Davis who mm-hmm. went from movies to how to get away with murder. You know what I mean? You think yeah. about um, uh, big little lies. Oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. I mean, I, I kind of get Meryl Streep when they got her on there, I was like, okay, TV is different now. This is a different ball game. When you yep. can convince Meryl Streep to show up on your television show, for an appearance, it's just it completely changes what it means to be on TV. So, hundred percent. And then George but, has done that too since then. But think about think about Jennifer Aniston, mm-hmm. right? Blew mm-hmm. up on Friends and then became movie star, right? Yeah. Here, what Steve Carell? Oh my gosh, yes, The Office, right? But Tom Hanks, yeah. Wait, it's, what? It's, what? Hold on. I can't even front. Hanks, what was his show? What was his TV show? I knew you were going to ask me that, and I hadn't gotten to his name yet. <laughs> Tom Hanks is on in the middle of the Google. Bosom Buddies. What is actually happening? What is that show? Where did it air? 1980 to 82. Okay, nice little two, maybe three season run. Two okay. young single admin disguise themselves as women to live in the one apartment they can afford. I'd watch that today. Maybe we should go back. Tom also was in Happy Days. I was religiously obsessed with Happy Days. Like, that was my jam. You just blew my mind. Okay. 
Okay, so now, since, I mean, we're 82 for Bosom Buddies, we might as well stay 20 years for this next clip with George. So he had just left the show, Mm -hmm. but was reuniting with his love interest, Juliana Margulies, who was departing the show, right? And George got real about how hard it was to be a public figure while also trying to live his life. He talks about the concept of fame and how his family members actually influenced his perspective on stardom. Here he is talking about the most difficult parts he was experiencing being famous. Well, there's two things. The first one is not trying to correct everything that's said about you that isn't true. You know, you have to actually just, yeah, you just have to literally go, okay, whatever. Because when you're, you know, there are things in your life on a constant, ever, everyday basis that are, that are misrepresented completely or made up completely out of whole cloth. That if you had to, if you tried to correct them all, you'd spend all your days and nights just correcting them. So you have to just let that go. And that's not always easy. Um, not easy for me. I'm sure there are people out there that are a lot more zen about it than me, but I'm not so zen about it. Um, and, and the other thing is it's inundating to be, um, in the position. I'm not complaining because I've fought to get here. But um, it's tough not to get angry when every time you come out of your house there's two vans with photographers that, that, that have orchestrated this thing to follow you every single day, every night, every day. Um, so what you have to do is just, and I've learned more and more, is just to sort of stay cool. That's the only thing that's tricky. The rest of it's fairly easy. Uh, but when you walk down the red carpet, and there's all these classic shots of George Clooney walking down the red carpet, you, you seem to handle it with such ease. Mm-hmm. Where did that come from? From Nick or from the Rosemary? You know, where did that? From my dad, yeah. mostly. My dad's um, in in the microcosm of the tri-state area, you know, Ohio, Indiana, and Kentucky. Right. There's tri-state areas everywhere, but that's ours. The confluence. Yes, in our little in our little cocoon there. My father was a very big star, right. and uh, and I saw how he handled it. On a daily basis, you know, every day he did, you know, he did 180 personal appearances a year. He averaged mm-hmm. personal appearances while he was doing the news and doing other jobs mm-hmm. as well. So we were out a lot in public, and we learned how to sort of behave through him. So that's that's the secret. <laughs> it's in his blood. You got a famous daddy, and it's interesting to hear George talk about his father being you know, a very popular guy and, you know, right. kind of a celebrity in the tri-state area of Kentucky, Indiana, and Ohio. Mm-hmm. He was Nick, right? His American... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he did it all. He was a journalist. He was an anchorman, TV host. I think he even... Didn't he host, like, a game show or something? Like, a syndicated... I think a There was a game, game show shows. moment. Exactly, exactly. With the so long to... microphone. He had, like, Hush- a oh, Bob Barker. taking it back, back. Exactly. Him, and then also, that wasn't it, too, because he was also the brother of Rosemary Clooney, who was a legend in her own right. You know, she was a singer, the actress. She was in Wait, White Christmas. White, Remember that? You talking about White Christmas? White Christmas, Rosemary. White Christmas. You, you ain't. About White you know about White Christmas, Rosemary? You know, I just should have yes. assumed that every Clooney was related. <laughs> they, all, they all related. They all famous. Must be nice. They're talented. It's a lot of talent in them bones. And also, shout out to the tri-state area. He dropped Ohio and Indiana. You're Indy. I'm Ohio. What what up? Kentucky. Gotta love it. I and maybe that's why. Maybe that's why I'm all like, oh, Clooney. Every time I think about him or hear him or see him, is there is something that feels very just sort of Midwestern, which is often you know synonymous with just down to earth, middle America, just laid back and sort of Mm -hmm. chill, which. 
is not always the case when you interact with some of these celebrities or these big time stars on the red carpets, you know? And so it's refreshing when you get someone like Clooney who is unaffected by his fame, who can still show up and just be laid back and sort of like disarmingly charming, you know? Like Mm -hmm. he knows who he is. And so he's going to do you the favor of helping you settle into this moment. Get through it. Yes. He was one of my first big interviews and I remember wow. being so nervous that I just handed him the mic like I, like I was on the carpet <laughs> you know the, you know how a red carpet goes mm-hmm. right and they're chaos hectic shoulder to shoulder like people just throwing mics in the people's faces trying to get something yeah and you also have a lot riding on you to make this moment something that Special. means something to the person you're talking to and yeah. also to the audience who loves the show that you work for. Yeah. And I just remember being so nervous that I just was like, and I don't even think I asked him the question. I just handed, <laughs> I just handed him the mic. And so then he kind of like, he took it and then grabbed me to like, come on the other side of the carpet with him. And he was yeah. like, I'll interview you. Did he? Oh, that's amazing. Really cool. It was something I'll that never forget. Awesome. And that sometimes you just got to honor the moment. And however yeah. you can show up, if you just try to show up. Yes. Um, people He's like He's so George gracious. Clooney. I love yeah. that. And for you, like, especially with that being you starting at Access, right? And it could have easily gone the opposite way if it had been a different person or a different personality or, well, what are you doing? Or here's your microphone back. Are you going to ask me a question or not? But for him to lean into that moment with you speaks a lot to his character and how he shows up for his job. Because when he's on those carpets, it's work for him. And I appreciate that because of his father leading by example, he takes it seriously. It's a part of his job. Have you had moments like that with him? Oh my gosh. I remember the first time I interviewed Clooney, I was in Toronto for TIFF, the International Film Festival. And it was one of my first big things. I was being thrown into the fire and I was so excited to meet him, but I was so nervous. And my pits were just like water, just like jet lay my armpits. And Clooney finally walks in and everyone's shoulder to shoulder and just, you know, trying to get in and get their face seen. So he'll stop at them. And he lit the room up. His smile was just, oh, it's so cliche, but the mega wattage was just next level. And when he got to me, I had already noticed he had already done it enough that you could only feel so special because you realized, oh, he's giving so much of himself to everyone he engages with. Mm -hmm. And by the time he got to me, I thought, well, I'm just going to get rushed. There's no way. Like I was probably six down the line. Normally they start to grab the talent and bring him into the movie theater by then. It's normally the first three, four people, maybe fifth that get to get a few questions in. And I was like, George, you just had the babies. No one had seen them yet. They were hiding them as they should have from the public and the paparazzi and all these things. When I tell you, George Clooney was like, do you want to see him? And I, my heart stopped. I was like, is this real? Is this, can I see them? Can I say yes right now? Honest to God, Scott, he did. I'm dramatic. (laughs) So I I tend to speak in hyperbole. He honest to God, Lee did. It was like, do you want to see him? And I was like, absolutely. He pulls out his personal cell phone out of his George Clooney pocket. Right. Swipes up, puts the passcode in. I should have licked, tried to get the passcode. (laughs) (laughs) And when I tell you, he literally opens up a text from Amal and tells me, Amal sent me this photo of the twins earlier today and showed me the most adorable photo of the babies on the couch the baby girl had Amal's big old brown eyes. It was just gorgeous. The little boy was kind of just laid out. Like he didn't want to be bothered with anybody. Right. And 
he didn't show the phone to the camera, but he knew that he was giving me a moment, right? Because we could take that. We could work with that. I saw the babies. You don't get to see them, but... And it was so generous of him because he didn't have to do it. And so that was my first interaction. And he's lived up to that every time I've talked to him since. Well, wait, Zuri, was he, did he then get mad when you, when you guys brought the courtroom stenographer, the courtroom <laughs> uh, illustrator? Right. We did really he get mad did. when you brought the courtroom illustrator? No, no, because I'm not, I wasn't recreate the descriptive photo? enough. Our little uh, <laughs> pics, our, pick art. You remember Microsoft Word uh, paint? The app? Yes. That, if that was our rendering at best. Okay. I was like, look, he's got brown eyes. They're You're, beautiful. Oh, these could be, maybe these, are these black? Why do they look Literally, like black they babies? Be beautiful <laughs> black babies. They just look like anybody's babies. Just cute big eyed babies but he gave me the moment and i'm eternally grateful thank you mr clooney thank you mama for sending the text that day but again it just goes back to to how he is and also that was a really fun transition to witness right we thought george was the eternal bachelor you know lock him down is he ever gonna get married yeah and then amal showed up with the ultimate superhero cape saving lives literally She's the kind of woman that you would risk it all. Mm. And you he did I mean? it. She, and I think, I think also he reached a point in his life where he had achieved the things externally, mm-hmm. perhaps that he thought or, or aimed or dreamed of. Right. And maybe was really yearning for that partner right. in life. Right. And, and you Amal, know what it is? Amal was that person, 100%. I think it's, it's, you know, they have this saying, like, a man will settle down when he finds the right woman, whenever he finds the right person. And so you get a bachelor like George, and I don't even think it's that he didn't want a partner, but he's George freaking Clooney. So he's not going to settle for a partner. And he knows he will have options for as long as he is breathing. Uh, Additionally, Clooney ain't leaving them all because he know better. She is creme de la creme. I mean, it... It doesn't get any better, right? She's a human rights lawyer from London. um, And seeing him just evolve into that role of father and husband has been amazing. He's got the kids, twins, Alexander and Ella. They're three years old now. But back in 2017, when, you know, they were first on the scene, he chatted with Access Hollywood about being a dad to the newborn twins. And it is so adorable. You got to listen to this. It's odd. I have to say, it's really fun. They're funny kids and they make me laugh. And they're, you know, they're at the spot now where they can giggle and laugh and have fun. And they're, you're getting something back for a while. They were just, you know, lumps of flesh that just needed food. And pooping, pooping machines. Oh, well, here's the thing. (laughs) Let me just tell you what happened. Three days ago, they started uh, eating what we call solid food. Mm -hmm. And uh, everything has changed. And I don't know how it happens. I don't know what the process from going in to coming out is, but it was a carrot when it went in. And it's something like a a horror film when it comes out. And it wasn't that way before. It was all like, I was like, woo, this is easy. What's everybody complaining? Changing diapers. Woohoo. And now you're like, oh my God. I was shocked. And everybody told me. Oh, yeah. Be warned. But it was crazy. Oh, yes. Yeah. So that's that's a new adventure for fatherhood. And like, you're getting a little glimmer of their personalities now? Well, it's funny. You know, it is that old thing where you start to really argue about nature versus nurture mm-hmm. and all those things. They really do have personalities right away. Yeah. And, you know, he's very... 
uh, he's so much bigger than she is. He's like, you know, he's like three pounds bigger than her. So he's just a thug. <laughs> and he's, he's very much like everything is aggressive and he's trying to stand all the time and he's trying, and she's very dainty and she looks exactly like a mom with these big, beautiful eyes. Oh. And so they're really, they're very different kids. And, you know, and they're really funny. Now we're, we've been walking them around. The, we got them in the pool the other day. Mm-hmm which I won't do again now that they're on solid food. <laughs> Not without a pool net. Yeah. You don't want that in the pool. Oh, my God. That would just, that would ruin everything. It's a lot of chlorine. It's a lot of chlorine. <laughs> but it's just, it is the funniest thing watching them figure it out all out. And, mm-hmm. and I'm really, I'm excited to see what kind of, what kind of people they want to be, what they're going to be. George Clooney talking about poopy diapers is the relatable content we need. <laughs> I was just going to say parents, new parents love to talk about poop. Just, just I, I assume their lives are consumed by it. Like, <laughs> I, this is just all hypothetical. I'm not there I yet. I was very surprised by the fact that George Clooney is changing diapers. Right? You would think they have someone for that. But I love that they are all in, knee deep, no pun intended. Tri-state area. Just that Ohio, that Indiana, Kentucky in coming out for you. Know you know what I mean? He, yeah, just like, now nah, we're going to change <laughs> these diapers. It's it's also it's also interesting to think about the his kids and what mm-hmm. they might grow up to be, right? right? I wonder if he's going to, if they're going to encourage them to go into the family business, be it uh, entertainment, right? Mm-hmm. Or if uh, um, they will do something that is a, a little more academic. Right. Uh, d- I think right. we're going to all be watching them grow up for, you know, some time, but it's- it's oh, for sure. If even then they had personalities, I can't wait to see who they turn out to be. Right. And what I love is at the end of that clip, he says, I'm excited to see what kind of people they want to be keyword want right i think so many parents project or live vicariously through their kids or are like okay your daddy's a superstar so you got this you can be a superstar i loved that you know will smith had talked about this in an interview quite a while ago back in the day when he and willow were kind of working on her you know superstardom in the making and he was like baby we could do this and this and this and he was like one day willow was like dad I don't want to, I don't want to do it right now. I just want to be a kid. And he had Mm -hmm. to take a step back. He said, and realized, wow, like everyone doesn't want this. They are their own people Mm -hmm. and I got to let them do their thing. So I love that George, you know, from jump street is like, see what they want to do and, and, and let that happen in between George and them all. Oh, their bases are covered. We got a human rights lawyer on one end and an A-list actor on the other. And clearly, I mean, no sign of slowing down for George. Right. Forbes just listed him as the world's highest paid actor between 2017 and 2018. Mm-hmm. And he and Amal founded the Clooney Foundation for Justice, which exposes injustice and brings, um, uh, in hopes of bringing accountability for those who abuse human rights. This is something that, that has been near and dear to both of their hearts for some right. time. And so to see them uh, taking this stand and and putting this kind of stake in the ground with the foundation right. is a pretty remarkable thing. I mean, yeah. he is the dude. Yeah. Oh, 100%. It's awesome to see him really work the multi in the multi hyphenate of who he is mm-hmm. now. And with them all, you know, teaming up with him, those two together, it, it doesn't get more power couple between his Hollywood relationships, his fame, the fact that people care when he speaks and listen. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that Amal has this amazing 
crazy impressive track record of doing the work, the, the legal work to make change. Um, it's just really exciting to see what they've done and to witness what they're going to do um, moving forward. So I'm excited to watch that for sure. George Clooney, can't wait to see what's next. Gotta love him. And the crowd goes wild again. You guys, this was fun. You got to join us when we make our next trip to the Access Hollywood Vault. You never know what the next throwback will be. Make sure you guys subscribe for more. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. We will see you next week on The Vault. I'm Zuri Hall. I'm Scott Evans. (laughs) We're going to work on that. It's going to get so much better. The Vault by Access Hollywood is hosted by Scott Evans and Zuri Hall, produced by Access Hollywood Digital's Jenny Depper and Rebecca Zamer, and Digital Media Management's Grant Rudder, Audrey Povar, and Ryan Middledorf, and Trey Boudet. Join us next week when we open up that vault again for more iconic celebrity interviews and all things entertainment. Rate, subscribe, and share. <laughs> <laughs>